if you have a business, you can do a Roth 401k with a Roth option and get around any income limitations. And you can set aside three times what you could do in an individual Roth account. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Welcome into the My Retirement Clarity Podcast. On today's show, I've got a very special guest with me, Stephen Brewer. He is the owner of Stephen C. Brewer CPA firm right here in Macon. His firm specializes in working with business owners, but he's he's really very knowledgeable, of course, uh, with, with taxes for individuals as well. And, and that's why I wanted to have him on the show today. Stephen, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about some good old taxes. Absolutely. Everybody love, we love talking about taxes. So I appreciate you uh, joining me here today. So I wanted to give the listeners to the show some, some additional perspective on taxes from, from somebody who really deals with this stuff on a daily basis. You know, I hate taxes. My clients hate taxes, but yet you've chosen to surround yourself with taxes on a daily basis. Do you, do you just love taxes? I mean, I don't know how it happened. I ended <laughs> up in that class in college, and uh, it just seemed right to get a job, and here I am. And here you are, years. <laughs> twenty years later. I got it. Uh, you know, I this is a quick story. I when I started out in college, I went to Mercer, and I, you know, they ask you as an eighteen year old, "What do you want to be the rest of your life?" And I was like, "I want to be an accountant." So I took my first accounting class the second quarter in. And I got my textbook from somebody that I know that had the class the quarter before. Two weeks later, I figured out they changed the book, changed the edition of the book. I didn't know it because I didn't pay attention because I'm not detailed enough to be an accountant. Um, <laughs> so I did not do very well in accounting and I immediately changed changed my uh, major in that. So yeah, not, not, not good. Not a, not a good accounting student. So um, yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely not for everybody, but I'm glad that you're here. Glad that this is what you do. So, all right. So, before we jump into things here today, I wanted to remind our listeners. um, Even though Steve and I, we we love talking about taxes and tax strategies and all this this stuff, but please don't take something that we say on the show here today and implement it on your own without talking first uh, to your tax professional. So we're not giving you specific advice about your situation because of course we don't we don't know you we don't know anything about your situation so there is our disclaimer Stephen any anything you want to add to that yeah I think a lot of times when I'm talking tax especially in a sudden like this where me and you are just talking because we've done it a hundred times before I have a particular situation in mind and so sometimes things just kind of roll out you know based on some some environment I have in my head but the answer in tax is always, it depends. There's Correct. never any other answer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Yeah, I find myself giving that same answer a lot of times on the show when we get listeners uh, sending questions to the show. And the answer, it almost is always, uh, it depends. So anyway, yeah, yeah, good yeah. deal, good deal. All right, so in the past, you did uh, personal taxes, and now your your specialty is sort of working with business owners. So I know you've, you've seen a lot of things. Um, so I guess my first question is, is really about the the typical relationship between 
a tax preparer or CPA and 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 the client. So because what I see most of the time is is people don't really seek a whole lot of value from their CPA because really all all they do is they take a big box of stuff uh, over to their CPA's office, you know, sometime in March and say, hey, uh, sort through all this stuff, this big box of stuff or bag of stuff and find something that I can deduct. Right. Do you see that very often? And, and if so, what what's the problem with that? Yeah, we don't see it um, a ton in what we do because uh, we only take clients that let us do their work monthly. So we have less of that and, and it's on purpose. It's, that's very common at all kind of every, every firm that happens all the time. The problem with that is you can't do tax planning um, very well in March. After calendar year end, you, you lose a ton of options. So especially if you have a business, you need to have those books in order so that in October, November, you can do a real tax plan and um, actually have time to do some things. Very few things can you do after calendar year end. So I can't come to you on December 15th with all of my books here from, from my firm and say, hey, what, what can I do to um, maybe help my situation in the yeah, next you, two weeks? <laughs> I will say you were grandfathered in. We would let you do it for at least one year. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Well, we're going to do our best to, to not do that. But, but yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Uh, and, and I, I try to tell my my clients the same thing. We're we're trying to you know do do more proactive tax strategies and try to you know have my clients uh, look at things way before the end of the year and let, let's let's figure out because uh, like you said, the more time you have, the more adjustments you can you can make along the way. So yeah, well e- even in an individual setting, you know if you're going to do those capital gain loss harvesting, you got to know where you're going to be at. Um, bracket wise, to see if that even makes sense, and can't do that after counter year in. Yep, got it, got it. Good deal. All right, so I, I also know uh, a lot of times people sort of base the the value that they place on their CPA, or maybe the how good they think their CPA is, simply based on the the deductions that they can find, because you know everybody wants to pay the least amount of taxes and. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of CPAs are happy to play that game, but but in in your opinion, you know, what do you see happening to taxes in the future, and why might you know the the pay less today might not be the the best strategy? Right, right, yeah. I mean, uh, most anybody in our field would would guess that taxes are going to go up. I mean, um, you know about the entitlement structure that's kind of gaining ground in the U.S. and in 2020, 60% of Americans didn't pay a dime of tax. Um, that math is not going to hold. Hold on. Um, did so, you? I want you to say that again. Did you say 60% of Americans don't pay taxes? Yeah, that's right. In 2020, it was 60%. And that's a COVID. A lot of that's COVID related because there were some extra benefits given out with COVID. But even in prior years, I think it was low 50s. Um, right. And, and you know, once you add any kind of an entitlement or credit program to tax, you know, it's very seldom that that ever goes down or goes away. And so I don't know that the 60% stat is going to go down just because we we hopefully have COVID behind us. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, what I want the listeners to understand is when when we hear the whole the rich don't pay their fair share thing, uh, you, you could almost argue that, um, you know, I'm not going to say that the 60% that don't pay taxes are, are poor, but people that make money are paying taxes. Um, and, and I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but, you know, I, I think the the top 1%, 1% or 2% of earners pay like, 
I don't know, pay like thirty percent or something like that. It, it's it's a they pay a large percentage of the of the very very fund. large. I think yeah. it's the one percent pay like twenty percent or something like that. But then even if you go out a little further, it's like the ten percent pay like the top like like forty percent. Like it's a it's an and usually when politicians talk about the stats, they're usually picking and choosing their formula. Correct. Um, like they'll leave out tax credits or government subsidies for insurance or whatever it is. They'll leave out that those things that as you go up in income, you lose tons of benefits. So do you, do you think you wouldn't think politicians would do that in order to get more votes? Would you? Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, surely they, they wouldn't do that. So. All right. So um, is there anything that you see? kind of a, a trend or anything that people generally overlook when it comes to taxes or there are there opportunities maybe that some people aren't aware of or maybe they're aware of and they simply just don't take advantage of oh man it's a it, most of this is there's no magic bullet in tax um, a lot of people think there's oh if I had a I always think there's something some special secret but a good example is for the last few years if you've been in Georgia Georgia heart credit and Georgia gold credit, have been amazing for us for the last four years. Tons of people didn't even know about it. You could get a federal deduction and a dollar for dollar state credit. Typically, if you get a dollar for dollar credit, you can't get a deduction. So you could literally put 10 grand towards one of these things and make 13. You made money on a, on a donation. It was an amazing thing. So, uh, stuff like that, uh, that's going to be different going forward. They're changing the Georgia law. So we're going to probably lose some of that, um, as a, as a really great benefit, but. Typically, it comes down to planning. You want to plan your brackets out. And if you don't know your brackets, you don't really know what what options you have. Uh, should you fund an HSA? Should you start a retirement plan? Retirement plans have deadlines. If you have a business, especially, I think it's October 15th, maybe for simples or October 1st and 401ks or calendar year end. But um, those are the kind of the low hanging fruit. Paying your, should you pay your kid from your business is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of things like that. Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050 and we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. All right, so we know what's going on politically, uh, and we're going to try I try not to talk too much politics on the show. Um, sometimes I think it would would be a, a fun topic to discuss, but you know, we know people that the listening audience come from from all sides or both sides or if there's a third side, there's probably somebody on that side. But we could probably both agree that this administration um is how do I say this politely? They're fairly incompetent. Uh, they can't seem to do a whole lot right now. Uh, but what they're really, really good at, and, and this applies to both Democrats and Republicans. So I don't want our, our Democratic uh, listeners to think that we're we're just bashing Democrats. Uh, so this applies to both Democrats and Republicans. Is they are fantastic at spending money. 
So I, I know we can probably agree, everybody listening, we can all agree that taxes are going to increase even above what, what they're scheduled to increase when the tax the Trump tax cuts sunset at the end of 2025. So what are some of the things that people can do to, to sort of plan for the this increasing tax environment that we're in? Yeah, as long as um, ever since the Trump cuts came available, even though a lot of people argued that they didn't get a cut, that's pretty much not true. There's very, very, very few, few specific situations where people did not get a tax break. And Roth conversions have been huge ever since then. Um, even our clients that are in high bracket, especially if they're on the younger side, and I mean like, I don't know, 45 down, I think the Roth conversion almost makes good sense even in a really high bracket. Uh, so Roth conversions, whole life insurance make a lot of sense, brokerage accounts um, in general. So anything after tax, rental property, I think makes good sense. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So people that listen to the show all the time, they hear me talk about Roth conversions over and over and over. And again, the whole the whole concept here is rather than having everything that you, you, all your investable assets in a qualified, a tax qualified account, a retirement account, growing tax deferred. The idea here is to convert, take a portion of that. Let's play the tax bracket game. Like you said before, take, play that tax bracket game and convert up to the top of the bracket. Or, it, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing to even go into the next bracket when you sort of see the train that's coming down the track. So, you know, we're obviously a, a big proponent of Roth conversions. And like you said, with whole life insurance or, or or IUL life insurance, there's tons of benefit to from a tax standpoint. There's nothing. There's no better way to basically have your you know give money to somebody else than it being tax free. And there's not a whole lot wrong with a tax free death benefit from life insurance. And of course, there's tons of benefits that that can be had uh, while you're still living too. So that's why you know we're a big big proponent of that. So, uh, Stephen, yeah. are, are, oh, you had something to say? Well, to I was going to say, we, we have um, um, all of us individually, we've done all all Roth and Roth. We, everything we had in pre-tax accounts, we converted Roths, uh, as you know, because you did the conversion. Correct. And um, any contributions we've done this year um, or since the Trump cuts have all been to a Roth. And then we have a whole life plan that we've actually borrowed on probably three times to build buildings. Right. Um, so it's been a really great benefit for us. Um, we're at the break even point with my, my wife's whole life plan where we've actually, you know, got more cash value than we've paid. Right. Into the, so now it's a really kind of a gravy train yeah. s- scenario. But, and then I think another thing a lot of people don't know, um, because they, when they think about a Roth, they think about income limits. If you have a business, you can do a Roth 401k with a Roth option and get around any income limitations and you can set aside three times what you could do in an individual Roth account. So it's a, a huge way to throw away some, to throw back some tax-free money. And then um, also conversions don't have income limits. I get that question all the time. Um, so, you know, you could make, be in the highest bracket, you could still convert to a Roth. Exactly. So on that, the the Roth 401k option for folks that don't, that don't have um, businesses where they can start that that up. A lot of companies now are off, offering a, a, a Roth yeah. 401k component of their traditional of that plan. So if you have access to that, I would encourage you to tax diversify. Don't put everything in, a, in the, the traditional 401k. Allocate as much as you can. 
to the that 401k component. That way you're paying taxes on the seed and not the harvest. Yeah, like you said, you can pile a lot more money into that raw 401k yeah. than you can a traditional. I get a lot of folks, so individual folks without businesses, I get a lot of folks that don't even realize they have the Roth option at work. They have right. no idea. And if you are torn, if you're one of those that don't believe the Roth is a good idea, but your spouse has a 401k, one person can do regular, one person can do Roth. Um, you can even do mix and match within your own plan. You can do a piece of regular and a piece Roth. So um, all kind of options. Um, Correct. A lot of folks don't know they even have. Yeah. And if you are just kind of a point of clarification here, if you do have a Roth 401k at your office and you are getting a match, your contribution, if you designate that to go to the Roth component, the company match is still going to go to the traditional piece of that puzzle. So there's sort of built-in tax diversification there. But anyway, there is nothing wrong with a Roth IRA. And I think that's one of the the greatest tools that we have in our tool belt. And and I've I've told my clients over and over, I've I've done more Roth conversions this year than I did last year. I did more last year than I did the year before. And I think it's going to be a continuing, you know, sort of a continuing trend that that we see. So um, yep, tax-free is the way to go. Uh, Stephen, what about an audit? I know a lot of people sort of cringe when they hear the word audit, and there's you know probably you know pretty good reason for that. But when do most people get audited, and is there something that usually leads to some type of audit? Yeah, you know that um, you'll hear about a lot of red flags, stuff like home office deductions and um, you know, deductions that are like just really high for what you would think they would be, but. Uh, like in my practices, I've, I've been on, uh, we started my own firm in 13 and been with another firm and I think uh, uh, quite a while before that. And uh, we didn't have any, I think we only had one physical sit down audit. We've had quite a few, uh, and I say quite a few, maybe three or four mail audits. So very few. And usually the mailed audits are not full audits. They're, hey, send me some more info on this particular thing. So in general, for our people that are making, a lot of our clients make, you know, between 150 and a million a year, you know, something like that. They're not, they're not super, super, super high incomers. Um, and we just don't see very many audits there. Uh, the rates, I think that I looked at the rates earlier, I think it's 0.6% between like half a million and a million for individuals, super low. So the higher the income, the income level is really the, the the factor that'll get you flagged. So these five million and ten million people, I think the rate goes up to more like seven or eight percent. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so for our listening audience, we probably don't have very many people who are making ten million dollars a year. Uh, if you are out there and you make ten million dollars a year, you're getting uh, audited. <laughs> get, get, you're getting audited. Uh, give give me a call here at the office four seven eight two five four three five five zero. We'd love to uh, to work with you. Obviously, in all seriousness, uh, you know we we do have some some very high net worth clients, and uh, but we'd be happy to talk to anybody. If you're listening to this and you want to schedule a time to chat with me, uh, you can go to visit the website uh, www.talkwithlee.com. That'll take you to my my calendar, and you can just book a, a 15 minute phone call, and we can talk about your situation uh, to any level that you want. And I'll kind of go through some of the things that maybe I can add value to. If I can't add value, I'll certainly let you know that. But that's how you can, the easiest way to get in touch with us is um, go to talkwithlee.com. All right, uh, Stephen, I know there's a lot of probably listeners to the show that, 
you know, that, that may own their own business. And, uh, you know, as we discussed earlier, of course, your client base at this point is almost exclusively business owners. So what, what piece of advice would you give, you know, a business owner out there who, who doesn't really get anything from their CPA other than just, you know, filing annual tax returns or something like that? How, how should they approach or reach out to their CPA and say, hey, I want to I start being a little bit more proactive in my tax planning? Yeah, yeah. I would say um, just about every client I've ever picked up with a business, uh, that is their complaint. That is why they are leaving their CPAs because they say that they're not being proactive. I think it's important to understand a couple of things is uh, CPAs are busy. They're all very, very busy. They're like hold, anybody else. Hold on. I thought, y'all, I thought you only worked in April. And then after that, right, you, right, you right, just right. played it golf. Or, big, yeah. Or, well, for you, you don't play golf. You you go to horse shows or something uh, like that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay. That is true. That is yeah. true. We don't do anything for you know four or five months a year, but... But yeah. Uh, yeah, but they are the CPA world is a um, at some firms anyway can be volume driven and um, but even even besides that that's not all firms uh, I think a lot of times the the clients don't really say what they want um, and and it's because they don't know I think what they want they just say the word proactive and they don't really know what that means but it, it's July now so you if you haven't felt like your CPA is proactive you call them today and you say listen I want in October, November, early December, even, I want to know an estimated where my tax is going to be, how much I'm going to owe, how much I'm going to get back, what my bracket's going to be, an idea to save tax if I need to save tax, or if I'm going to be in a very low bracket, how much do I need to convert from my retirement plan to a Roth this year without paying too awful much tax? And you, you just, you tell them that. And um, a lot of times they'll they'll make it work if they know uh, CPAs too, or they, they don't like doing, or I say they don't like, uh, they get so much pushback when they bill for anything outside of the absolute norm that they're a little gun shy. And so you tell them what you want and then, um, you know, they'll, they'll understand and it'll be clear. So you just need to be clear with, uh, you know, what, what you need. Right. And, and remember that, you know, CPAs don't, don't work for free. I, I don't work for free. And really, nobody does. You wouldn't go to your wherever you work and put in your eight hours and and just do it for for nothing. Uh, everybody works for something. And I would say, if you've got a, a a really good CPA, what you pay them in in their and what they bill you, uh, you you will save that or it it will add multiples of that value. It's the same thing we try to do here for for our clients. If I mean, I tell everybody if if you don't see a value for the the fee that 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 we charge, you know, obviously you can you can feel free to to move on to somebody else. Uh, hopefully, we you could walk away, we could shake hands and part as friend. But we know we know that we are providing some multiple of value for the fees that we charge. And I know Stephen, you do that there in your office, right? Are are you working for free these days? No, no, we don't work for free. We do not okay. work for free. But okay. but I, I'll tell you, we have um um, and you and I have a mutual client that I had two cases. I think I think it was last year, year before. But sometimes what you get from good tax planning is just clarity on where you're going to be, so you don't have the stress, and you usually can save some interest and penalties and. Um, sometimes, and usually you can save a good bit of money, but we have a couple of cases that are just windfalls where it's something simple, like you buy a truck, it drops you down a bracket and a half, frees up all your child tax credits and frees up all this other stuff that was you were getting taken away and qualified business income deduction. And all of a sudden your $70,000 truck only costs you 50 by the time you take in the, the tax effect. So 
sometimes they're just huge windfalls and all, and it's nothing super special. It's just a matter of knowing your bracket. Right. That's it. And so you want to make sure that you are aligned with a, a tax professional um, that can help you sort of seek those opportunities. Um, Stephen, this has been fun. Uh, we certainly want to try to do this again. If you're, if you're open to it, has this been too much pressure for you? You, you good uh, with this? Great. All right, been good. great. There you go. And certainly maybe we can dig a little bit deeper into some of the specific items that, that we talked about uh, and maybe even some additional topics. I know we're both business owners and we like to talk business. Um, so maybe yeah. we can do something that's sort of down that path. How can folks learn a little bit more about you if, if somebody wanted to, to get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Uh, well, we have a very outdated, terrible website at www.sbrewercpa.com. But you can just Google my name. It'll come up, Stephen Brewer CPA. I actually think there's another one in Indiana with my exact same name. I've seen I've seen, yeah. yeah, I've seen that guy. So if you search for Stephen Brewer CPA firm, you, may, you want to make sure you find the one that is on Vineville Avenue. I'm looking at your website. I don't. I don't think your your website's that bad. Your picture okay. is a little bit distorted. You're a little bit wide on that that picture, and uh, you are yeah. you are not a, a wide guy. Oh well, thank <laughs> so, you, thank you, I appreciate it. I didn't know where you were going there. There you go. No, no, I would say you are a very wise guy, not a, not a wide guy. So, all right, Stephen, I appreciate uh, you coming on the show. Thanks a lot. Uh, this has been fun, and we will certainly do it again. Yep, enjoyed it. Thanks, all right. thanks. Take care. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.